It's that time of the week again. It's the Gift of Gaming podcast. Woo! And this week we've got genres. We're talking all about genres. But until then, intro music, do your thing. All right, it's me, it's your host, Overliable, Darren Wade here. And today, we're, we're down numbers. It's just you and me, Chris. It's the PC gaming console hating Canadian <laughs> himself, Christopher Robbins. Chris, I, how you doing? I don't, I'm, I'm doing well, Darren. And I want a disclaimer, I don't hate console gaming. You just despise them. <laughs> no, no. It, it, like, if I had my own place and I wanted to be situated on the couch and gaming, yes, consoles are perfect uh, opportunity for that. And I still love consoles. I just, there's not much need when I have a PC. A PC Here's right? a question for you. If you were in your old place and you needed somewhere to sit, what console would you have? Uh, okay. I'm going to throw that one at me. Uh, honestly, right now, it would be Xbox. Oh, God damn it. I know, I know, but... Uh, Games Pass. Game Pass, and it links up with PCs to these is Luke Is it's... Luke paying you to be here today? No, Chris? no. I've always been a big fan of Xbox, um, just because... I mean, I still love the, I like, I love the library. Um, I like the layout. It, I could bring in my old, old Xbox account and it would still be the same one. Yeah. have my old history and it has better apps. I mean, you can install Kodi on it so you can make it a full fledged media center, which is pretty dope. Cool. I have no idea. I mean, like, like coding is in Kodi. Kodi. In, like, it's like a streaming service. It's ah. like a, online, like it scrapes all the, the links. But uh, that being said, if they were to announce Bloodborne 2 tomorrow, I'd buy a PlayStation the next day. Nice. Okay. So, so yeah. I know you're easily bought then. Yeah. 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 Very easily bought. Nice. Well, today's programming has been slightly interrupted. We have to have a last minute change. That's why it's only me and Chris here. I hope we'll do to all our listeners who love everybody but me and Chris. All I can say is I'm sorry. <laughs> and it's just yeah, This us. episode's not going to be for you. So we had to change our programming up a little bit. And we kind of, we're kind of shooting the breeze here a little bit, Chris. And we said we'd go and talk about our... Our favorite genres over the years of video games, what kind of games you got into when we were younger. But before we get into that, Chris, what are you what are you playing right now? How was your weekend? How are you, buddy? Well, I'm doing all right. Uh, weekend was spent playing video games. Research. We call yeah, that research, yeah, Chris. Yeah, yeah, research. Yeah. yeah, I like that. But uh, no, lately, I'm still on the Apex train, uh, just grinding out that battle pass before the season ends, which is tonight but uh, or tomorrow. Um, other than that, uh, Steam currently has uh, the Next Fest going on. It's been going on for the past week. And what that is, is just like a kind of an event for developers to showcase all their upcoming games. And there's also like all sorts of broadcasts, Q&A with developers or like streaming and just hundreds and hundreds of demos made available. And one of these games my friend's pretty excited about is called Dark and Darker. Which is I have like never a, heard of it. Yeah, it's kind of like a first-person Diablo. Interesting. So like the Skyrim combat with the Diablo loot system and menu system, but it's also a battle royale. So you're going through this dungeon fighting off all these hordes of monsters, looting, but you also have to be wary of all the player characters in that dungeon. And too. can you? Is it a solo job, or can you team up in it? Or uh, so this time around, because they do these demos often, and this time around they did release the uh, a solo adventure cool brutally difficult though um and then there's the three-man squad like you'd see classic in, battle royale yeah. system yeah, yeah. but the uh, the other catch is it's all about loot to get stronger but if you die in the dungeon mm -hmm. you lose everything 
back is... at square one. So it is brutally difficult. And if you're into that, like, because you're you're a guy who plays like the Bloodborne's and all those kind of yeah. real, like the 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 aggressively hard video games yeah. it's kind of up your street this one is a bit too punishing i see a lot of promise but there are some tweaks that i definitely like quality of life that i definitely need to see made before i actually invest or even buy the game one particular is i was doing a solo adventure and i actually made it i bought items beforehand okay and i made it through the dungeon fought my way through hordes of goblins killed a bunch of player characters looted them had a ton of loot and the zone was closing and closing and just because you are the last man standing doesn't mean you win oh you've so the hordes yeah. are still there at the no end. no you have to find these little portals there are these stones that you open up and it like it's kind of like a town portal from diablo but they're random spawns yeah and as the zone was closing i got to the very center and one never opened up for me it's just like it would have been somewhere else in the uh, in the zone where I would have immediately died because oh, I had nothing. So that, that seems pretty broken really. then. Yeah, yeah. So I was in my head. I like I should definitely be rewarded for being the last ones. Like it should finish up in like maybe a three by three circle where portals enough portals for everyone left mm-hmm. would open up. You can't just kill them off. I mean, it's they're so, just going to drive away too many new players. I so think, it needs a bit of work. Yeah. Nice. Well, but a lot of promise. Good. Well, unlike you, I like playing baby games <laughs> in easy baby games. And I recently got into, courtesy of my brother, who kindly bought it for me, uh, Mario Odyssey for the first time. Oh, really? Yeah. Played it when it was it was cool. I went to like a Comic-Con thing a couple of years back, like the year it was being released. And there was a, like a Nintendo section and they had two switches out and you could actually go and play yeah. the first couple of, you know, like the hour, first hour of the game. It's very cool. It was my only experience playing Odyssey and I've heard amazing things about it. And what was cool about it was, is that I was playing through the first kind of level and you're introduced to all of the new, you know, the new systems or whatever. The mechanics, the hat. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah turn the hat. But then you come across uh, Captain Toad and Captain Toad's like, yo, if you have an amiibo, you can use the amiibos and we'll give you bonus items. And I was like, well, naturally, me being me, the only amiibo I have is Luigi. And playing Mario Odyssey, the thing I'm disappointed about is that it's not a Luigi game. But, <laughs> but I uh, put my amiibo on it, Luigi amiibo on it, didn't think anything of it, immediately got the Luigi costume. So I can bop around Mario's Odyssey as Luigi. So there my my world is set. And it's, it's you know, I know, I, listen, great things about it. Everyone was saying Mario, Mario's Odyssey was great. Yeah, it's fantastic. Slaps. It's yeah. a great game. And it's, it's so relaxing. I've been doing, like, still playing the odd game of uh, Warzone, Call of Duty, which is stressy. You know, it's stressy and it's can make me angry yeah. sometimes whereas my, my odyssey is just like so me you know my brother comes up and the two of us just kind of go through a couple of levels have the controller over every time we die kind of old old school couch co-op on a one-player game and it's been it's been a joy nice and easy and i'm looking Wonderful. forward to getting through the rest of it we've only been playing we've only done like two worlds in it but uh yeah, okay. no it's that classic and what i love about it is because mario was so at this stage you know if you've been playing mario since you were a kid it's so intuitive like all of the moves are still the same and it's still the same controls <laughs> yep. so yep. i was getting the backflips i was getting the roll jumps and everything sorted out so i was like man it's like i never left a mario game it's amazing yep. how yep. you know it looks nicer and there's a few there's the extra little bit of like throwing the hat and you switch joy cons have the motion thing which is cool but it's all the same mario yep. it's all underneath you know under under the hood it's the same engine, and I'm like, yep, that's all I need. Easy peasy playing. And uh, the best part uh, about Mario games is, sure, playing through it might not be the most difficult thing, but there's always the, like... Collectibles? Collecting everything yes. is just... Especially in that game, I had to give up. I was like, I don't even know how this is done. Then I started looking at guides, and I was like, well, this doesn't count. So I just stopped. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm cheating my way through this yeah. collection, so I just don't do it. So I guess Mario being kind of like a... Odyssey being a 3D platformer, 
um, that I'm kind of playing. We'll, we'll, I'll use that as my segue this week, Chris, into yep. our into our topic this week, which is our favorite genres and I was of video games. And I was thinking that we'd go through kind of what we liked when we were younger, in the last 10, 15 years, what we played, to kind of the genres that we're playing mostly now. Yeah. And little Chris, I'm speaking to little boy Chris here. Why did you used to play little boy Chris? Oh man, yeah. Even if, even if I wasn't a kid, like a decade ago, I would have easily said your standard JRPG. It's got Turn-based Final combat. Fantasy VI, your Final Fantasy VII. Loved uh, that open world adventure, and for whatever reason, I loved turn-based battles. And yep. now. I'll go back and play the games for nostalgia and still enjoy myself, but uh, like I never want to play another new turn-based uh, combat game again. And it's funny you should say that because that, like, if you'd asked me what I would have played when I was younger, my first, you know, foray into video games was always the side-scrolling platformers, the 2D ones, the Super Mario Brothers, all that kind of stuff. But I went through this phase kind of in my late teens, early 20s, of replaying the entire Final Fantasy series. So one up through to, yeah. to 10, 10 and 12 and stuff like that. And they're not like one is like, it's very much like a whatever year that came out game. It's very much an old JRPG yeah. game, like very, very little narrative, no real characters. You call your dude, whatever the hell you want. And it's a, just a job system kind of game, yeah. turn-based. But it's weird in that I miss that so much in the modern day. Speaking specifically on Final Fantasies, I've really like Final Fantasy 15 was a bit of a mess. I'm looking forward to 16 to see what it's like, but it, its combat has evolved so much that I'm looking at like yeah. 16 looks like it's a mix between, and I think someone said it's kind of like they've taken, because there's a lot of Kingdom Hearts kind of um, style and what, what's happening, along with Devil May yeah. Cry, because I think the Devil May Cry team have come in, or some part of the Devil May Cry team have come in to help this, and I watched the, the in the trailers the combat, and I'm like, looks cool, but part of me just wants, I want to make that dude a black mage, I want to make this person yeah. a red mage, the old job system, turn-based stuff, bring that I've, back always been a big fan of the job system where your fighter is your fighter your mage is your mage and maybe you could switch them up but like that's the class you've selected for them so that's what they got to do yeah i i they started losing me around like eight when everyone could be like the strongest caster and fighter because of the junction system i was like this is like what's the point of having different characters yeah I mean, they had different limit breaks, I guess, and different weapons, but, but they were all really, essentially do the same really thing. Really mattered, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and it's you know, if someone said to me, "Hey, they're bringing out this Final Fantasy game," or like not Final Fantasy, any kind of JRPG game, but a modern day take, like modern day graphics, but it's like that job system, and not. I don't want like a newfangled job system. I want like give me the rogue, give me the monk, give yep. me the fighter, give me the in the most basic form, give me the black mage, the white mage. I'd play the absolute shit out of that now, and it's funny because. As I a think young kid, nine was the last one to truly do that, wasn't it? Yeah, nine kind of had nine was a mix. Nine didn't have like a job system, but everybody had their thing. Yeah. Like Vivi was the black mage, and like Dagger and Echo Rico were the kind of like the summoners slash white mages. People had their um, and like Freya was a dragoon type type yeah. thing, and none of that crossed over because it was all to do with their trances and their abilities and their. Yeah. So that was the last one probably to do it because in ten Final Fantasy ten when you played through it, you could make, because of the sphere grid and anybody could travel anywhere, you could have like, you could have Orin as the white mage if you so chose. And for people who don't know Final Fantasy X, Orin's definitely the fighter, like 100% the fighter. Like, you know, yeah, exactly. So I would play the absolute crap 
yeah. out of a modern day job system to turn base, which I didn't think I would because I loved those games as a kid and I thought I outgrew them. But looking at new Final Fantasies, I can't. Oh, they're great. Yeah. And that's why uh, MMO RPG still appeal to me because when you make that character, you're just like dedicating yourself. Like, I'm going to be the healer and that's just going to be my role for the next like. I don't know, 100 hours that I play this game. So there's yeah. like a commitment to it. I kind of like that. Because you were, you were talking about... I would like to get back into an MMO again. But you were thinking I mean, 14? It's, yeah. But then when I really sit down and like I'm almost going to install it, I was like, I don't have the time anymore. Yeah. But I have, a, I have a funny story about playing Final Fantasy with the job system, like Final Fantasy 1. You know how you selected your class for yeah. all the characters? So you go into the shops and you buy an item and you click on who that item goes to. Yes. I was like four years old at the time, right? So I don't really know what's going on. I didn't even know there was a menu. So I just assumed that that meant that guy is now equipped. Like you bought the sword for the fighter. So he's he now it. equipped yeah. with the sword. And then I'd go and try to battle my way through the game and I would still be doing like one damage. I was like, holy shit, this game is hard as hell. But I found out the more I leveled up my black belts... He kept doing more and more, more damage because yeah, the he monk fights yeah. one armed. So I restarted and just made an entire team of monks. Of yeah, you know the black belts or whatever they were called in yeah. the game. And I must have got like the second crystal before I ever equipped anything. Yeah. <laughs> like I just didn't know. And I don't know if it was broken in that game, but I made my main character was the monk in that game. And I, when I did my playthrough of all the Final Fantasies, I made my main character the monk. And for whatever reason, he was like OP is. Yeah, that game, well, like, I, I, I beat, I got the second crystal without ever equipping, equipping. an item. Yeah, just on a team of black. A little bit broken. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit broken. Yeah. So, like, I mean, JRPG turn turn based strategies. What did you move on to after that? Like, where where did your mind when you well, fell I out mean, of love? There's been a lot over the years. Uh, FPS, obviously. Once, like, well, I played a lot of GoldenEye too. But like, once Halo came out, I took a bit of a deep dive into FPS. Um, did you ever play, because we were speaking about it on the last episode when we, when we were talking about Rare, did you ever play Perfect Dark out of curiosity? I did. I did. It was a bit past my time, actually. I kind of moved on to other things. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, I have played it a good amount. And, and, like, yeah, the multiplayer was clearly superior. But, like, I grew up with Goldeneye. Yeah, exactly. So was, First of its yeah. kind, you know? Yeah. And I've gone back and tried to play Perfect Dark, because I remember I had a buddy's and we found an N64 in Perfect Dark, and this was only like four or five years ago, and ooh, it does not hold up well, man, using the yeah. C-pad to try the C- to the, the, the C-stick and the, the yellow uh, C-buttons, or, or the joystick and the yellow C-buttons for strafing is a tough yeah. thing to master when you... I mean, Nintendo 64 is such a... Um, as a controller, is such an iconic controller, but my God, was it... Like, in terms of design, I don't know if you could put that up there and uh, as class as good oh, design at all. Thinking. It's I'm Nintendo. Like, it's Goofy. Yeah, That's what I mean. They've built an entire career, you know, an entire company on Goofy. Mental, like, you know, like it was just a section of button you just couldn't touch. Couldn't reach. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. So what stupid. What's going on? Yeah. But yeah, other than that, um, I've always loved jumping in and out of fighting games over the years. Uh, so those are some of the like, I guess my honorable mentions before mm-hmm. I get into the the big heavies. Okay. But, uh, yeah, to this day, like, I had to look at my list, and it was surprising to me, too, because, like, Souls-like is a genre, right? Mm-hmm. I'm a huge, huge fan of the Dark Souls and Bloodborne. But I looked through all my, like, Souls-like games, and I realized that, like, I don't like that genre or subgenre that much because they're, they often try too hard to be 
Dark Souls, in which case they're just like, no, like you got to bring something new to the table because yeah. you can't compete. That's been done and been done yeah, very well. Exactly. Or they just completely miss the mark. There's very few like Souls-like games that I thought, well done. Like I'll play the shit out of this. Well, the only one I can think of at the top of my head right now is actually a game called Salt and Sanctuary, which is um, a mesh between another one of my absolute favorite genres a platformer mm-hmm. so it's a 2d side scroller but like it's souls like yeah it's dark souls okay. like you, you drop your souls you have to go back and get them it's punishing mechanics dodge rolls and, and 2d is this 2d yep. you say 2D I, like, I, I think i think i get but well i don't, see this is the thing I, I like baby games more than i like hard games chris so i don't know if i could really get into that i see i grew up with like contra and just like trying to beat bubble bobble and bubble bobble was a baby game but like beating it was it was a man's commitment. game <laughs> yeah it was a commitment <laughs> But yeah, I mean, you play through Mario 3. Like, those games are no... No, no, in fairness, I I give myself a disservice. I think I was just cut up because we were talking about, uh, in a little intro to our last episode, we were talking about um, the games that we were playing, and we complimented Luke on winning Fall Fall Guys, and I mentioned the fact that I hadn't, and you you sent in a pretty uh, stingy message (laughs) to the group about saying, imagine not winning a Fall Guys, the baby (laughs) game, you know? And I, I... I can say it looks like a baby game, but from my perspective, it's a very difficult game. Chris, I still haven't gotten the win. And I've tried. I've tried. I mean, it is pretty stressful. And that's kind of a a problem I have with Battle Royales in general. Is you try so hard, but in the end, you're, like, you're up against 60 other or 59 other people. And Who like, definitely probably spend, and I spend a lot of time playing games, but these people definitely probably spend yeah. a lot of more time playing games than I do. So back to your side scrolling. So, so Souls, like, which I thought you would have been in for as one of your top things. That yeah, no, unless it's actually you know made by From Software. I don't really care for the Souls. like And the Souls like genre is kind of like butchered these days. Like People will even say like Hollow Knight is a Souls-like, and I just... How I just I don't understand, but uh, yeah, um, I had to sit back and think of the games that just like I will always be interested in, and like I can always find be in the mood to play, and that is platformers, whether three D or side scrolling. Mm-hmm. Some of my favorite games of all time. Yeah, I'm with you there. I still play them, and huge, huge fan. Like the absolute goat of gaming, in my opinion, and it's something that's relatively new. We're picking up steam over the past couple of years, and it's rogues, rogue likes, and rogue lights. Yeah. Just so, just like before we go on to go on to the platformers, what games would a major top? Like, what game can you keep going back to on platformers? Uh, like current or just over the years? I mean, over the years. I mean, or even if there's something you dip in today, like what, what what platformers? I guess like when we talk about our favorite genre being like in the past or now, I think it's one of those things where either you really enjoy playing it now or you have just fond memories of playing yeah. that game from oh, the past. Yeah, what would it be? Um, so the Donkey Kong Country series is nice. an easy, like Donkey Kong Country 2 is in my top five favorite games of all time. I played, because uh, we were talking about it last week and Luke hadn't played it and not crazy <laughs> right right yeah. but the interesting thing was i you know he was he was in, he's in the apartment and we i broke out the switch and i broke out the super nintendo player emulator. Yeah, the yeah, emulator yeah. and i showed it to him but i actually played it so far that i got to the mine minecart level you know the first yeah. minecart yeah, level. I remember you talking about and that. it was funny that like i was showing luke and yeah like luke seemed interested he was like yeah that seems pretty cool but like you could i could not stop it was like that thing where i was like i'll just turn this on to show luke for a little while and you know an hour later i'm like gotta get to the fucking mine level like i could not put it <laughs> yeah. down you know I uh, I actually played through the entire series uh, when I was in Canada sorting out my visa. Yeah, um, I had my switch. It's, that's correct. Me. He's 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 here legally. Everybody, don't worry. <laughs> uh, yeah, just 
making sure making sure everyone knows that. But uh, no, I hundred percented all three. Like Donkey Kong. Nice. Like, hundred percent levels, all the collections. Yep. Well, actually, it's hundred and one, hundred and two, and hundred and three percent. Oh, excuse Donkey me. Kong, yeah, all right. <laughs> one, two, and three. It's really weird. I don't know why they did it that way, but. Yeah, huge fan of that, and obviously uh, another one is the Mega Man series. Cool, because I've beaten Mega Man two without dying. I like I played this shit on my phone. <laughs> like I played that game way too much. And it's funny that that's never been because I love platformers, but again, my platforming thing is Donkey Kong and Mario. That that's where my platforming mm. come and and a little bit, although it was painful as hell, a little bit of Earthworm Jim, um, just from my youth. <laughs> yeah. But that was a cruel game. That was a cruel, yep. cruel game. Uh, but yes, I can see like you know Mega Man, such a big Nintendo character, but never, never pulled me. Him being around, I don't know anything. And I, I consider myself a gamer who kind of knows the gist of most yeah. iconic characters in video gaming. I haven't got a clue about Mega Man. Don't know who he is. Don't know what it's all about. And sadly, I think for myself, I, I couldn't. I, I don't care for Mega Man. Don't care for you know. Yeah, maybe it's it's not for everyone, which. Seems crazy if you love platformers that you wouldn't like Mega Man. It's it's, it's just one I never played, and it, yeah. that's what I mean to say. I don't care for it. I'm not saying I hate. I've never played them. Yeah. I can't hate them because I've never played them. But it's never been a thing I've said to myself. I should play. But you think I should play Mega Man? I think you should definitely uh, play Mega Man. I, I think it's crazy that you just haven't given it the effort. Maybe I think you would love it. But I mean, I am surprised. Like I was a big Sonic fan too. But there's like some serious. Sonic haters out there. Well, there's, there's like, also I, so I'm so I've loved Sonic for m- my entire life. I've loved Sonic. I loved the old animated sh- shows. I loved the original Sonic, like Sega Sonic. Yeah, like yeah. Sega one, Mega two, Drive three, Sonic. and yeah. Sonic and Knuckles. But yeah. the unfortunate thing for Sonic is, I think it's probably one of those video game characters that might have quite possibly the worst lineup of video games out there for them. Like there are some trashy, yeah. trashy Sonic games out yeah. there. Oh, they just try to do way too much. I don't know why and. The funny thing is, is the best Sonic game to come out in the last uh, few years is Mania. actually, it's called Sonic Mania. Ma- yeah, Mania, which is just And them. it's not even made by uh, the original like Sonic developers or that company. It was, it, I think it was just like a fan service that... Mm-hmm. Well, they were like, it. whoever made it, they basically just took the recipe of what was the best Sonic games and just exactly. threw it back out there. Yeah. You know, the old ones, the original Why ones. try to fix what isn't broken. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's one of those things that I really like when you play kind of like a, like it's not, it's not a remaster, it's its own game, but it's like this real sort of like thoughtfully put together. Like it looks great, plays great. And mm-hmm. I think they, in fairness, because it, it is a remake, I think they have lots of the original levels and then new levels for Sonic Mania, like was, there was extra levels put into it as well. But I played the absolute crap out of that because I was dying for a good Sonic game. Because for years, like I, the the one of the even as a kid, like as a really young kid, I got Sonic Battles. I think for the Game Boy Advance as a kid. So like you know, <laughs> you know the way when you're younger, you'll play anything, good, bad. If it's a shit game, you'll see be like, hey, it's a video game. I'll pump some arrows into this because it's a video game. Yeah. <laughs> even as a really young kid, I was playing Sonic Battles, being like damn, 11-year-old me hates this game. Like, this is a bad <laughs> game. And then from then on, it was just kind of, there were very few good yeah. Sonic games thrown out there. But yeah, Sonic's a great show for a platformer. A tough one too. Like, kind yeah. of, and a little bit... Sometimes tough for the wrong reasons because you're going so fast that you had no hope in hell of like jumping over yeah. that enemy or that and spike bit if you didn't know it was coming. And I think it's in Mania and it's probably online that you can actually do it, but I think it, it may be in Mania, but online you can look at the actual Google images of the maps so you can actually zoom out and see the like you know because you're racing through it so quickly but it's quite vertical as well as it is horizontal and you look at the google images of the entire map like 
it's a, it's an absolute maze. Like there's even the idea that like I'm sure people, professional players or people who love the game, have know the maps off by heart, know where to go, know where to jump. But I look at those maps sometimes, being like, this is a great work of art in itself. This yeah. map, like it goes yep. on forever, you know. Yeah. So that's platformers. Souls like you've you're not into roguelikes. Roguelikes, huge fan. I just, uh, especially with you know an adult schedule, they're just so accessible. Yes. You can go jump in, play for like. 10 minutes, get a couple runs in, fail miserably, or maybe you get that like God mode run in, you beat it, and you're just like, Yeah, I'm satisfied. I'm, um, I'm deadly at the yeah, games. Yeah, I, I can go to bed happy now. It's, yeah. And there's just so many options because there's like roguelike FPS, third person shooters, platformers, card games. So there's a lot of variety out there, and they're infinitely replayable. What you, would you beat be? it like. You can beat it over and over again, and there's still builds that you haven't tried. Yeah, and what would be your kind of your top roguelike games? I mean, Hades is definitely like it's got to be top of that list. But uh, Dead Cells, uh, I jump back into that often. Dead Cells Castlevania mix I saw on the Nintendo Direct. That looks like it'd be pretty cool. But that is that up your street? Ah, uh, yeah, I'll definitely, I'll definitely jump in for that content. I mean, it's still. It won't be too Castlevania E. They'll probably drop a couple skins and a couple, a couple of weapons, skins, and it seems like a couple still, of tunes. Yeah, but yeah, it's still Dead Cells. It's still yeah, Dead Cells. Yeah. Uh, Skull the Hero Slayer. I've been playing a lot. It's a bit slower than Dead Cells, though, so I'm not entirely sure how I feel about it. Uh, Risk of Rain Two. Great game. We'll jump back into often. I'm trying to think. Oh, there's one. It's like on the tip of my tongue, and it's bugging me that I can't get it out. Hold the thought, hold the thought, yeah. and see if you see if it comes back to you. But if you're talking about Chris now, what's Chris now's? The today Chris, the Chris, the Chris that has oh, arrived Chris, here. Right now, oh, sorry, that was the Chris. Right roguelikes. Now. Yeah, yeah, roguelikes are my absolute top favorite. I mean, th there's some other ones there that I like. I love open world like Survival Craft. Okay. Like Valheim's and like yeah. the forest and stuff like that. Valheim is one of those ones, Chris, that I just wish. I wish I was a. It's funny because the concept of Valheim I love. You know, and for those who haven't played it, it's that kind of thing where you're just put on this world. You're you're pretty much naked, wearing underwear, or whatever else. Got to build yourself your armor, your house. Got to chop down woods. Got to save yourself from wolves and trolls, and just I mean, it's one of those games I never played long enough to know what the end game was. But man, it's the PC gaming thing that killed that for me because I was like, I had a laptop, I had a crappy laptop trying to play Valheim, and I remember all of us staying up quite late some nights when it first came out trying to give it a go. I had everything turned down to zero or like the lowest graphics fidelity all that just so i could play the game and all i remember was this cloudy foggy <laughs> shit show that yeah. i could not get behind well but guess what dan what it's available on xbox oh, well, <laughs> fuck xbox no no i don't i don't mean that i know we have a little war thing going on but i i appreciate what xbox does but i will not buy an xbox for the likes of alheim <laughs> yeah fair enough that is not fair my enough. you know yep. so i think for me to talk about kind of like the genres of video games that I would have played. So the reason why I suppose we're talking about this is we want to introduce a thing into the podcast that we'll do every few episodes called like Genre Corner, where we'll yep. pick a specific genre. And of course, today we were kind of, you, me, and Colin was meant to come on the show for his first one. Hopefully you'll feel, feel better soon. He'll come on for another one. And we were going to talk about... Um, uh, strategy games. Strategy games. Yep. Thank you. I, but I, so I won't go into strategy games so much because I am playing a lot of that right now. Yeah, I am trying to... But I'll save I'm, that. I'm trying yeah. to avoid that. We'll too, save that the, one. The, Specifically, RTS have been a big part of my yes. life too. So I'm just trying to. But outside of that one, that so we content. can actually actually still save that episode. Don't ruin our own content. Um, I would have been young. Darren would have been platformers. Platformers because it's kind of all we had, yep. all we played. 
So like Donkey Kong Country, remember on this on the Super Nintendo first and foremost. But then the you know the Nintendo which we had as well. I was quite young, like too not too young, but I played them later on when I was growing up a little was bit. Was Nintendo your first console? Nintendo was my first console. So my brothers had the the original Nintendo with those funky cartridges and Duck Hunt Duo and yep. shoot the, so we had that. Uh, then we had the Super Nintendo and yep. Donkey Kong Country, and I'll never forget. There's a, a hilarious kind of uh, home video of us and. We talked about it on the rare episode, but Donkey Donkey Kong Country graphically was one of the greatest jumps in in, in visual <laughs> gaming I'd ever seen. There's a hilarious uh, home video where, like, you know, my dad walks in and he's recording. It's Christmas, and we've gotten Donkey Kong Country for for Christmas, like my brothers had, and there. My two brothers are sitting on the chairs and they're watching the TV and they're playing it. And my dad comes in, he's like, "Hey guys, is it like you winning, son? Like that, like that classic yeah, meme." Yeah. Asking asking my two brothers how it is, and they are enraptured by this game they do not respond to my dad whatsoever it's just like just two guys just like drooling while playing this amazing looking game so yeah we had the super nintendo but that would have been me playing donkey kong and then the likes of super mario bros two and three and super mario world yeah and i moved on to like when i got onto the game boy like the super mario world 2 like you know hunt for ah, the, see, the eight the eight golden coins six golden coins i love those wario world those kind yeah. of platformers as well I, couldn't get into platformers on the Game Boy, though. They just didn't feel right to me. It never did. That was my bread and butter yeah. as a kid growing up because, like, the Game Boy Pocket was the first thing that I ever owned myself and then the Game Boy Color. And I mean, playing, like... Yeah. And I think it's one of those things when we talk about our favorite um, games, I think, it, for me, it would at least have to make an honorable mention. And I say that now, but I can't even think of the actual full title. But I think it's, like, Super Mario... Brothers 2, the I think six Super Mario coins. Land, wasn't it the Super, Land? Super Mario Land 2, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, Super Mario yeah. Land 2, the six golden coins, the eight golden coins, whatever it was. And that one's really interesting because it's got all of the enemies and the baddies in it. They're not your they're, they're not your Goombas, your Koopas. All of that was kind of scrap. It's kind of a different, it's a different vibe of Mario. Yeah. Love that game. I absolutely 100% of that game as a kid, really interesting. easy. Okay. Loved it. And Super Mario Land 1 as well, but that was a lot, like that was graphically and everything like that. That's a good step back again. It yeah. was like the early days of the, the Game Boy and stuff. So for me, platformers growing up, I think when I was a bit older as well, like, you know, I got into Final Fantasy like my brothers, that, as we said at the start of the show, give me turn-based combat in a JRPG setting any day of the week. Job system, yeah, yeah. I'm in. I would run around in circles for hours, level train up, up with random battles yeah. which is also I loved like, it and random whoo. battles now <laughs> is a thing whereby I still I want to love it but I have such little time in my life yeah. as an as an adult unfortunately that I can't I can't afford random battles <laughs> no <laughs> if I can switch that shit off us I, mean, I need to switch it off yeah so there's that aspect Moogle charm Final Fantasy 6 <laughs> <laughs> yeah whatever keeps me safe but that's the nice thing about playing like I'm touching into Final Fantasy 7 on um, the Switch at the minute and that has the option to kind of no battles. You know, you can t yeah. tap oh, L3 really? and R3. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think you tap, all, tap L3 and R3. Well, it's not L3 and R3 on the Switch. Those two sticks, you tap the two of them in and no battle mode. So you can run around to yeah. no battles. Now, again, I feel like I'm cheating when I'm playing like that, but I'm, I'm also a little bit older, so I don't have the time to go into yeah. a million random battles. And you've done it before. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I've seen it all. So love that about the, the, those versions of those games now is, is a great thing to be able to play my old favorites, but with my adult time. Is yep. great, and I'm glad they still do that, and it's still a genre that means a lot to me. A, a genre that I'll play a lot. It's always going to be the JRPGs, battle systems, uh, timed, um, sorry, random battles, and the turn-based combat. And, like I crave that even now. Like I'm playing uh, Triangle Strategy still at the minute, going through that. And so yeah, though turn-based in that sense is a little different because yes. the turns are 
a lot more engaging yes, than just it's, going through a menu and clicking attack. Exactly, and, and like it's it's so strategic. And I think yeah. my my older brain that enjoys playing like of chess and things like that yeah, loves exactly. these these sort of things. And every and I, every move you make counts as opposed to just tapping the attack yeah. button until the monster's dead. And I mean the same thing could be said about games like uh, Civ. Like technically they're turn based, but like the turns are a lot more yes engaging and fun. And thank and you like, for bringing up yeah. Civ because that'll segue us right into my next genre of games that i'm mad about is those i mean would you class it as a as a simulator would you class it as a uh, i think it, I, it, the name is 4x now not really sure the name of the genre why. is 4x yeah 4x i'm not sure why but i think that's what they're calling them these days but i would say like so if anybody simulation knows strategy yes if anyone knows the true name of those simulation games you can tell us at the gift of gaming podcast at gmail.com it's been a while since i brought that up actually that we still have an email address and i'd like, I'd like to say we've got social media but i i can't get off my arse and do that but i will chris i <laughs> promise you i will i will uh, I'll, I'll develop them someday not having the time for stuff social yeah. media yeah i would yeah i'm not looking forward to that bit um so the likes of civ those kind of so civ might be a bit different but like Man, I pumped hours into Civ. Civ and like Civ Civilization, those games where you start off, you know, in medieval times or Stone Age times and you build, you know, is it your civilization, your character, whatever else you build them through all these ages? I can't get enough of that yeah. shit, man. Cannot get enough. And my favorite is always the early games. Like when you're <laughs> yeah, big time. when you're swinging stones from your sling and all that kind of, like I love that. And Civilization was one of those games that I pumped hours into. And our good friend Kev over in New Zealand, me and him, when he was living here, uh, we would do a land party. We'd have two screens beside each other and play really? land parties okay. of Civ. Yeah, oh man, hours, hours. We uh, real funny kind of story was that uh, when he was coming home from New Zealand a while ago, when COVID was was really in full flow. He had to come back and obviously isolate for, for two weeks. And he wanted to do it away from his family. And it, and it was looking... Oh, that they yeah, had down a, in Ruski. Down in Ruski, yeah. yeah. So he had a family home down in Ruski. And we went down in Ruski to in, Ruski and Roscommon. And we sat there for like two weeks to play loads of video games. Weather was like it was freezing cold and everything. So it was real nice just to sit there and play video games. And I remember playing Civilization. And it's one of those things... I don't get these memories as much now as I do as a kid. These like these gaming moments that I loved. But in that Civilization game, I based my entire strategy on religion. You know, I'm not, a, I'm not an overly religious person at all, yeah, but I was yeah. like, you know, religion, that's what's going to win me this war. And I said a religion called Ruskiism. And Chris, <laughs> I took over the entire, like we got a, a religious win pretty much done and dusted in that one as well. So yeah. th that kind of all-in simulation kind of game I love. Uh, one of my favorite memories as a kid was I used to play the absolute shit at a theme hospital, but not the full game. We never had the full game of theme hospital. So theme hospital is one where you theme just... Theme hospital? Yeah, yeah. It's it, So you build a hospital, but it's kind of cartoony. So you build a hospital and the whole idea is that you're building uh, certain treatment, researching treatments and building treatments for like these mad ailments. So none of these ailments are real. There's like someone's invisible and they can't make themselves visible anymore. So you've got to research a drink <laughs> that'll make them visible. Uh, people had like big head syndrome and it wasn't as if they were cocky. They just had a massive like balloon sized head. And the animation was hilarious because you'd build this, you'd research this room and put like loads of money and time into researching this treatment for you know destroying or like not destroying but like helping big head syndrome and all they did was take a little pin and pop your head and then stick into an inflatable thing and inflate you a new head that was the normal size like, <laughs> so it was real cartoony but we never had the full game we just had a demo so you got maybe 30 minutes in the demo before just timed you out and we had it on a demo disc and for the playstation the old demo discs they'd load up and like this might have been demo disc 18 or something they were all numbered and Demo Disc 18 had a couple of games on it, but in the old demos, you would the menu would come up and you would just scroll through 
just whatever demos there were. There might have been 12 demos. I played Theme Hospital so much that that, that disc broke that you couldn't actually see. Like when you turned it on, it was just a black screen, but you could hear yourself scrolling through the menu. I had it off by heart that I would turn that game on, scroll seven times Ooh, to the left, yeah, okay. pick Theme Hospital, and then play the 40 minutes of Theme Hospital. But that kind of like Theme Park World, Theme Hospital, uh, City Skylines, Sea, uh, I guess, kind of falls into that. And when yeah. I was younger, The Sims, man, fuck, I could spend hours building a house in The Sims, you know? So I, was, I never, I missed uh, the whole Sims phase. Never really got into The Sims. I did play a lot of Sim City when I was a kid, though. I yeah. love that. I build a big city and then just try to get. Uh, Godzilla to come and destroy it all. I, I never played watch. that. That sounds great, though. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. like, simulator games really did it for me. I don't know if I could, like, the likes of, there's, um, God, what's it? I do have it on the Switch, actually. And there's a new, it's it's basically Theme Hospital. Uh, God, if anyone's out there knows what I'm talking about, it's basically Theme Hospital, but on a Switch. Campus theme, Campus Hospital, or Campus Hospital. Just hit us up on the email address and tell me how wrong I am. <laughs> That's all I need you to do, okay? Uh, but, that one is like a modern day theme hospital, same kind of style, same kind of ailments. Uh, it's, I don't know if it's the creators that made theme hospital, but it's definitely a rip. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. the, it's yeah. the whole style of it's the same. And they do like a, a wizarding campus. They do like a school campus. They've loads of these different kind of versions of the game. And I was playing that and I loved it, but I don't, those don't grab me like they did you when I was a kid. Yeah. Oh man, I could spend ages just building my own hospital and treating these people for <laughs> And the thing about it was is when you cured enough patients, you and like half your hospital might not be built because that was the way those games moved is that you once you cured enough patients, you could just move on to the next hospital. I never did. <laughs> I was like, no no no, I must cure everybody. They're like this this hospital must be the cleanest best run. I must have the the best doctors. And sometimes when I had it full, I would like you could hire different doctors. So any, any, every now and again, you go into the hiring menu and you could have a look at the doctors, the nurses, the psychiatrists, the janitors that were available. And I used to go and pick this like you like one star doctor. Is like, and the, the the descriptions would be amazing. It was like smells like cabbage, is very rude, all this type of stuff. And I'd pick that person and be like, okay, whoever comes in the back entrance of the hospital is getting the worst service they can. <laughs> but I got lost in this world where I was like, oh, here comes an invisible man in the back entrance of the hospital. He's going to get the worst service of his life. <laughs> like, that's how I played that game, you know? So, yeah, I grew out of Sims. And now for me, at the minute, current Darren is playing nothing but kind of action, open world action adventure games with good narratives. I need, I need for me to play video games and to put 40, 50 hours into yeah. a video game, I need a story to hook me. Yeah, see, this is this is where the divide between us re- really shows. Whereas, I don't care for narrative in a game. Wow. At all, like I, I'd rather just read a book or watch a movie. I just I I need that fifteen minute fix or maybe a couple hour fix. Just get in, play some game, get out. And another thing I've realized over the past couple of years is I actually hate open world. So I op- find the whole concept of it like exhausting. I, I, I thought I loved it, yep. but I just want to do everything. I want to explore every corner, and then I just get burnt out, and I'm like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. I and it's it's a funny one that I still haven't played yet. I have it. I have the the, the box. I bought a like I bought a hard copy of it, not a digital copy. It was Ghost of Tsushima, but at the time I was getting ready to play Ghost of Tsushima, I had Platinum Horizon, the first one. And the Ooh, second, yeah, you can't play those back to back. Yeah, but the second Horizon was coming out, and I just started playing Ghost of Tsushima, and I just could not get into another open, another open world game. Mm-hmm. Couldn't do it. I was like, but I got to play Forbidden West, and I can't be like, I can't be drained of my open world. But it is, it's one of those things that I definitely get um, tired. Yeah, like you know that overexposure to that. I have to go into all of these little symbols on my map 
and complete whatever the hell is there. It's like the, the one of my favorite thing that they talk about in The Witcher was that one of the most famous Witcher quests is like deliver the frying pan to the lady. It's like it's pointless, dumb shit. But man, I'll still go and do it. I'll still go <laughs> yeah. and find the frying pan, like you know. Yeah, that was. Uh, I couldn't finish Cyberpunk because I just tried to do all the quests and I burnt out. Exhausting. Like I didn't. I maybe did ten percent of the main quest and I wasted all my time on these other nothing. These nobodies that like just didn't matter. You'd never see again. Yeah, and I think for me now the idea of and that's why the narrative is so important to me because the likes of Horizon Forbidden West and the new God of War game. The side quests in them had meat to them. They had a story. They had something else that was worth... I wasn't just doing stuff for the sake of just doing stuff. Like, it wasn't just filler. And they, don't get me wrong. There were still, like, silly quests. For like, oh, kill the monsters because I can't go there. And you're like, kill the monsters. And it, there's, there's no real meaning behind it. But modern AAA games, I think, are getting better in the open world genre to be like, no, no, there's a reason you're doing this side quest. Like, you know, and the great thing about Forbidden West was that all those characters that I did the side quest things, they were there at the end like you completed that mission if you didn't they wouldn't be there at the end to have and it might only be like a a, a piece of dialogue that you have together that's like oh cool but that was enough for me to go do those side quests because it came full circle and it had a meaning to it but man you could not get me playing it's why i struggled so much playing cyberpunk now is that i go into the side quest and unfortunately i think you know like so many other open world games is the times where i'm feeling like i'm doing these side quests and there's just they're literally just there to make me okay loot i might get a better gun or i might get a better whatever else that's not enough for me at my age now i like no no i need to know this person that i'm doing this for they need to say something important to me what i'm doing here has is some sort of relevance to the story otherwise i just feel like i'm wasting time but yeah open world games are i love action adventure but the open world is is beginning to tire me a little bit yeah i get it i'm right there with you so if you could if there's a, I mean, it's a, it's a silly question. Maybe it doesn't work. But if you could mix two genres of video games together, what would you? Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Um, I'm just gonna kind of spitball here, but I would like to see, and I think this is the direction they're kind of progressing in, but kind of like an MMO styled, like fighting game where you can design and take your own character with your own style. And this is what I think they're trying to lean towards with Street Fighter VI. Yeah, it's a bit more. That exploration mode, even though that's only single player. I want to see something like that, but multiplayer, where you can like actually go on, you know, street street fighting (laughs) with your character. I guess throwing the MMO um, title or type of genre onto any kind of game kind of makes it a bit of an interesting... Yeah, an interesting concept like you know although an MMO uh, building simulator would probably be an absolute fucking mess of just people building stuff in your way you know, like, <laughs> well that I mean I'm sure game. there's like massive Minecraft servers out there that well I only watched I was scrolling through um, uh, just like YouTube algorithms and I came across this dude who was talking about his Minecraft server and he's basically recreated planet earth essentially so he's got all the continents and everything on it and he's rebuilding all like rebuilding all them and like he gives the invite out to people to come in and and oh, play shit, on it really so he was like oh i found two people who were like trying to mine so i gave them a mine card and helped them build and i was like yeah, that's pretty dope yeah but mine minecraft for me is a is a is a ship that sailed for me along i got a lot of fun out of minecraft years ago couldn't yeah. i could not play that game now. even even when i go back and play it i do the exact same thing i always do spill a punch cabin. a tree dig directly down and start mining diamonds yeah. that's me and then, I, and then once you have enough like that's that's all i want yeah so i guess what about you what are the, what are the two genres that Ooh, you'd like i mean 
I like the idea, and I, th- I guess it's probably already been done in some form of side-scrolling platformers, but I'm a big fan of like the Celeste style of mm-hmm. artwork of a side-scroller, but mixed with like that job system from a from a, an RPG kind of game. And I suppose they have that, but I'd like to have like, I think I'd like to mix, and again, those kind of games probably exist, but I'd like to have a team, you know, a team of like five, six people, each of them have very specific jobs to do mages or whatever you want miners crafters whatever jobs you want to give them and go through these side scrolling platform levels that i can finish it with anybody but each way i finish the level is different based on the the person's job who i've who i've picked in the style of celeste and this is like multiplayer i think that, that i mean that that could be a lot of fun. like like that'd be an even because uh, games like this what you're describing how i think you're describing it definitely do exist in the PC so so world. oh okay <laughs> yeah. see that's and that's foreign to yeah. me Chris that's far. but like yeah that'd be a fun multiplayer game too like you like even like a like a speedrunners who can finish the level first but you can only take a certain route based on the job that you've picked you know something like yeah. that I'm just obsessed with that job system it's a thing that's never left me and if, if I were ever to design my own game uh, I would have to have a job system in there like you know have these people have a, a particular task that you level yep. up as you go through the game. That this guy can only do... He's the only one that can pick this there was or... There was this excellent game called uh, Project Eden, Chris, on the PlayStation 2. Kind of an old, really old, janky game now for you to play it. But you had four characters in it. One was a hacker, one was an engineer, one was a robot who could, like, you know, um, I guess... I can't remember what the robot's job did. They were robots, so they probably had specific jobs. I can't remember. But one guy who was the team leader, his job was to open doors. That was it just opened doors oh project eden and I oh this is ringing a bell yeah yeah i, I played I it with my i played it my my two brothers and a mate of ours and we always played it and uh my middle brother was like oh i'm gonna play his carter like he's the leader he'll be the, the the cool guy so i ended up picking andre the engineer and like my little mini games for doing the, the engineering parts were a lot of fun and then when graham realized he he had picked the the door opener he was devastated and the rest of us didn't want to give up our jobs i was like no 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 you you pick the team leader you can open the doors like that's your that's your one and only role. So that was a good one too, like an interesting take on like certain jobs, but you needed it collectively. So like you couldn't finish the level with just one of them. You had to have all four people. So and it was only worth playing as a oh, multiplayer. So could you even play it alone? You no, know, you could play it alone, but you would like like on the D pad, you would do up, down, left, or right would switch you to a different oh, okay, character okay. to do whatever job. Yeah, but that just sounds kind of boring. Yeah, and it was great. For, I mean, it's a game I wish I because it's so old and when we played it on the PlayStation 2 we got to the last boss but there was so much happening on the screen that the game always froze on us we never finished it and it's a game I would like I, maybe it's not a great game but if they remastered that and I could play it again and finish it it's a game I'd always go back to revisit I'd, and I could be the nostalgia speaking but I absolutely loved the, the crap out of that game it was great so those are our genres our favorite genres if you're you know if you're listening if you agree with us if you hate our genres if you love our genres or if you've got genres of your own that you want to tell us a little story about, you can email us at thegiftofgamingpodcast at gmail.com. Chris, we did it. Just you and me. The OGs flying, not solo, but just without, a, without the third wheel. Yeah, A real date. It's been yeah, a real date, Chris. It's, you know? uh, the perfect for this time of the year. It's yeah. almost Valentine's almost, Day. Yeah, yeah, happy Valentine's Day, buddy. <laughs> But listen, thanks, for Miller, for coming on. And like I said, uh, listeners out there, let us know what genres you liked. Email us. Uh, let us know on the Twitter and the YouTube and the Facebook that doesn't exist yet, but will at some <laughs> point, I promise you. Uh, it's been the Gift of Gaming, guys. And uh, Chris, thanks, Mill, for coming on. Thank you for having me. And for our listeners out there, keep enjoying the gift that is gaming. Until next week, bye-bye.